Hello, this is Are You Going to Be Okay, a mental health podcast, and I'm Chris Baker. Happy Sunday to all of you. I hope you all had fulfilling weeks, and if you didn't, that's okay. I'm happy you're here. Thank you for listening, all of you who have been listening from the get-go. It really inspires me to keep doing these episodes. Fall is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's October. The weather's supposed to get cold the next couple of days down here in Austin, Texas. Halloween's right around the corner. I don't know about you, but I always get my Halloween costume picked out very, very early in the year. So I'm already ready to go, and I hope you are too. And if not, that's okay. With fall and winter around the corner, one thing that I think everyone who lives in this society thinks about when they think of the fall and the winter is we think of holidays. And when we think of holidays, we think of spending them with someone special. So today, I am talking about the subject of love and how kind of what we thought a couple years ago was seasonal affective disorder, which for those of you who don't know who that was, or don't know know what that is, it essentially is a... um, Disorder where um, the circadian rhythm and the amount of daylight and certain factors such as um, and, and environmental influences can affect one's mood and cause one to be depressed. Um, it is very common. Um, a lot of people have it. One of my favorite shows, Broad City, makes an entire episode out of it. It's pretty funny. There's lamps that you can get called sad lamps that can help rejuvenate your energy. Um, it can also be caused by vitamin D deficiencies. There's a whole bunch of things uh, that can happen. But a couple years ago, we thought I had that, but it was actually undocumented depression Um, periods of time, periods of time where I was depressed, valleys, if you will, um, in relation to my peaks, um, that uh, we were kind of picking up on. So this time of year, I always think that this was when I first started to go on my mental health journey. But one of the first things that I remember hearing when I um, got diagnosed, um, or was advised by my professional, my LCSW. Um, she informed me that I shouldn't go and get into a relationship for a whole year. So when we talk about love, um, that was something that I did. Um, at the time I had a very loving boyfriend And he lived far away from me, and I had been aspiring to move out of state to Austin, which would put me about six hours even farther out from him, um, six or more, six to eight. And essentially, I decided to call it quits after I got diagnosed. And we hadn't been together too long. We had been together about six months, but it was pretty heartbreaking, and it wasn't one that in retrospect, you know, I would have ended, um, being where I am now. Um, but I digress, you know, uh, it all comes out in the wash, I suppose. Uh, but anyways, so 
after I got diagnosed, uh, I moved to Austin within a couple of months after I, you know, adjusted to my medicine, which took me about a month or so. Uh, you know, I found, of course, my apartment and, you know, got all my moving arrangements done. And I moved down about two months after. <coughs> Excuse me. And I remember coming down here and being pretty lonely. And I had dealt with that loneliness. You know, I, I got diagnosed in April. I moved down in June. And by the time September hit, which was my birthday, um, after I got back from Destin, which is typically where I go for my birthday to visit family, um, I basically uh, came back and I was kind of having that, what I like to call that fall fever. It's basically where, you know, you know, you think of the holidays and you think of spending time around one another and then it's cold outside and everyone's confined and it's cuddle weather and it's so it's the time of year that people are often marketed in any form of media as being together and um, showing love and affection and you know it's one of those things where that paired with our primordial desires as animals to not be alone um, yeah I guess, you know, this time of year is difficult for someone like me. And the first time uh, that I came down here after I got diagnosed was really difficult for me. So, you know, I moved down. I had some summer flings, nothing crazy. Then I dated another guy in October of last year. Completely wasn't thinking. Um, because I let the season desperately get to me, completely wasn't thinking. It lasted about a month and some change, like maybe a month and a half, maybe. Yeah, it was it was it was at the end of September when I came back from Destin the entire month of October and two weeks of November. It was not a good judgment call on my end. I knew that going in, but I was kind of blinded by this not only this season and what it does to people, but also kind of the new brain that I was getting used to. It was kind of interesting to um, navigate that. I'm happy I snapped out of it as quickly as I did. I just literally snapped and both my dogs like got up. (laughs) You might hear them in the background. I apologize. Moving on. So, you know, this first half of the year. So December, single, January, single, and pretty much up to this point, single. And I'm not going to lie. There is a part of me, first of all, that has to get comfortable with myself. And that's currently where I'm at. So I wouldn't say Chris Baker is a confident person, but I would say he is a comfortable person. So like, even when I was chugging a bottle of wine a night, when I was self-medicating after Crinan passed and before I was diagnosed, even then I was comfortable with the fact that I was kind of in a garbage place at the moment. Um, that's kind of weird because you know that's also kind of self-saboteur-esque, but um, it, it was what it was, um, and it is what it is. And I would say, you know, I'm currently in that part where I'm getting comfortable with all parts of me. So one part of me, of course, is um, 
my beliefs and my faith and my my religion, which is I'm a Wiccan for those who don't know. And I've started to embrace that a little bit more publicly, which is something I don't normally do. I'm pretty private when it comes to my religious and my political views, but both of which I'm starting to loosen my grip on. So I'm very careful about how I'm perceived and part of getting comfortable with yourself is really kind of getting in touch with that inner, I don't know, that inner high school Chris Baker who would wear a canary yellow jumpsuit with a Sergeant Pepper jacket and BDU combat boots with fishnet gloves to school and not give a shit about what people thought. It's getting in touch with him again and saying, hey, I really need to start rocking who I am because I need to market an authentic me to possibly catch the attention of somebody I might spend my life with, a good chunk of my life with, and I need your help. And kind of getting in touch with that person, uh, the, the inner person that I used to be in order to get comfortable. So up until this point, I've been single. And of course, you know, I've had... Um, flings, you know, we all have needs. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm perfect. But, you know, yeah, you know, you do wonder that, like, you know, getting comfortable with yourself is the first thing, but then also coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know, there is a possibility. The possibility, the likelihood, whether or not it's greater or less than for some people is beyond me, but I don't know where I stand. But, you know, the fact that there might you know, there might be a person out there for me, but there, I might not cross paths with them or that, um, getting comfortable with both my religion. And then the second thing I really, um, needed to get comfortable with was by my LCSW, my disorder, being able to share that information with my partner or whoever would want to date me or not want to date me. And, make sure that they know that, you know, that it's a very, both of those things are very much my thing. And if they would like to be a part of that part of me, great. Um, it's one of those things where I, you know, those are important parts of me. So yeah, um, this time of year always kind of, um, you know, it doesn't make me sad that I'm single. I've been single for a long time. Most of my life I've been single. Um, I've always just kind of focused on self-improvement and improving upon my skills and working hard and doing, you know, the most I can for especially my dogs um, and my family and my friends. And, you know, I think that, yeah, this time of year, you know, it, it does get a little, you know, it does get lonely. And even in, even in general, you know, you wonder, you know, I do wonder if, you know, there's something I could do better to market myself. Um, it's really hard feeling um, manic, depressive, uh, because, you know, sometimes you feel like a stranger in your own head. I always tell people I feel like I feel like my brain is not always mine. And it's interesting where you don't even feel comfortable in your own head sometimes. And you kind of have to present yourself a way that is appealing to people. And yeah, you know, it's it, to asking for that awareness sometimes is really hard because it's like, okay, well, I'm putting myself out there the only way I know how to at this moment, which is, you know, 
I think it can be difficult for anyone, but especially someone with a mental health concern. We're just trying to, we're just trying to focus on making sure the, you know, the ship keeps sailing. You know, there's still a, you know, a, a, um, captain manning the helm, you know, just making sure the ship isn't on fire and it's going in the right direction. So sometimes, you know, you know, it can be a little bit more tumultuous, um, to do that. And sometimes we can fall short of maybe what other others expect us to be. So, yeah, you know, and then, of course, there's, you know, the physical needs um, that the fall and the winter invoke. I always call it's kind of a funny. I always tell people, you know, everyone's looking for that winter friend, that snow bunny, you know, the the one that, you know, is like the friend with benefits, the seasonal friend with benefits, if you will. Um, it's really easy for me to fall into that trap because, uh, and I have for years because I run manic and typically my patterns always around Christmas. I always get manic around Christmas. So it's like, you know, it's really easy to get like caught up. I, I really am trying to be wholesome going forward, trying to, you know, find a partner and, you know, I mean, like, a friend with benefits is fine, too. Or, you know, an occasional fling is fine, too. But, you know, partner's end game. So, you know, it's one of those things where I don't beat myself too much for, uh, too, uh, up too much for, you know, getting a little manic and then getting a little, you know, antsy and, you know, thirsty, so to speak. Um, you know, I just know that I can't do that every single year. And so I'm, like, more and more starting to tighten the grip on that because... You know, I'm trying to find something long lasting. So, but yeah, love is kind of an interesting uh, feeling uh, for someone like me. It took me a long time to love myself. It also took me a long time to get to know who I was. Um, there are certain parts of me that I knew really, really early. Uh, like my fashion sense hasn't changed in, oh gosh, I don't know, 18 years, 17 years. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's one of those things where uh, other parts of me, like sexuality, took me till I was about 20. And, you know, I'm only 29 now, so I haven't, been, I haven't even been out an entire decade. That'll be a full decade, you know, next year. Um, but yeah, no, there's certain things that even now I don't have figured out like other people do. And uh, relationships are a lot of that. I think that, you know, on one hand, you know, I'm self-conscious about my disorder for sure. Um, I do have idiosyncrasies. I do have things that, and everyone does, everyone has their little nuances, but you know, I, I have some that, you know, sometimes render me powerless to my emotions and I have to, and it doesn't happen often, but it does. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to get upset over that. And so it's, yeah, it's, and then there's times where, just the moment overwhelms me and I try not to, you know, I try not to overextend myself so I don't come across abrasive or um, aggressive. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's something, not like I'm Jekyll and Hyde or anything, but there's just like, it's almost like having a globalized panic attack. There's certain moments where like I'm trying so hard to keep the balance that I kind of shut down. So, you know, there's certain things and you know, introvertedness as well is another thing. A lot of people think I'm extroverted and I'm absolutely not. I'm a hard eye on the Myers-Briggs personality assessment. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with it. And, um, 
I don't know, but it does have me thinking about it. So tonight I just thought I would ramble about love and emotions and how it feels to be bipolar coming up into fall fever and kind of my journey after I uh, moved down here, after I got my diagnosis and the, the relationship journey that I went on after that. I hope this has been informative for you guys. I hope you can relate. I hope that you have a beautiful week. And until then, sweet dreams.